Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. And we're going to start in Jeremiah uh, 29, verse 13. Then we're going to pray and dive straight into the Word. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me. Everybody say this. With all your heart. When you seek me, everybody say this phrase, with all your heart. Let's pray. Father, we just pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you would just uh, move in our lives tonight. Speak to us, Lord, as we continue in our series, Love Expressed. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you ultimately expressed love for us by dying on the cross and showing us that you cared and loved for us. And Lord, I just thank you that because that you did that, we can now express our love and experience your love to you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, growing up, I've always been fascinated with the function or the purpose of something. I've always been curious about how, uh, how things work. And uh, not all things. Some things I don't really care how it works. I just want it to work. How many of you are like that? I mean, I remember growing up and being around uh, my parents. I'd always ask, you know, why? Why does you know why does this work this way? Why does it, uh, you know, why why? And I was always just curious about the purpose of things. And tonight uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the purpose because uh, purpose of worship. And if you understand the purpose of worship you will have a greater and gain a greater perspective on what worship is, and it will encourage us to enter into worship. So we're going to be talking about the purpose of worship. The purpose of worship. What is the purpose of worship? I'm going to give you four points because I just cannot not give you some points. So what is the purpose of, of, of worship? Number one, to experience God's presence. The purpose of worship, number one, is to experience God's presence. One of the greatest benefits about serving God is getting to experience God's presence. A while back, I had a job that uh, had some benefits. And, you know, some of you might not think too much about benefits and, and things like that. And I didn't really, whenever I first started out in, in, you know, career and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, there, there's great, it's really great to have some benefits. Some benefits are like, you know, insurance is, is a great benefit. You don't really think about it too much till you get sick and you got to go to the doctor and they're like, that's going to be $4.8 million uh, to see me today. And you're like, oh, I have insurance. And you're like, okay, it's only going to be $4.6 million. And so it's great to have insurance. It's great to have uh, benefits. And I had a job, and, and uh, one of the benefits was a retirement program. And um, I, I still am young and was young at the time, and I didn't really think too much about retirement. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't really matter too much to me. But uh, someone told me that, hey, uh, it's a matching retirement fund, and so whatever you put up to 6% will match you. And I'm like, eh, I'm not really interested, and I would prefer having 100% of my money and, and not putting in anything. And uh, they told me that, well, look, you just need to set this up because we'll put in at least 3% of what you make regardless if you put in anything at all. I was like, man, that, that's a great benefit that I didn't even realize that I had. And so many of us 
live our Christian life and forget the benefits that we have for being a Christian. In fact, the Bible talks about that. In Psalms chapter 103, verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. One of the great benefits of being a Christian, it's not why we serve God, but it's a benefit of serving God is to experience the presence of God. I want to answer a couple of questions quickly about the presence of God. First, who can experience God's presence? Who can experience God's presence? What's the answer to that? Everyone. We all, we all know that. Everybody can experience But we know it, but yet we don't know it, if that makes sense. We understand it. We have head knowledge for those of us that are in Christ can experience the presence of God, yet so often we don't take advantage of the benefits of experiencing God's presence. Psalms um, 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath sing praises to the Lord. Meaning everybody Everybody sing praises to God. Therefore, all of us can get into the presence of God. That's why we do what we do in a setting like this. So how do we experience the presence of God? If you read the beginning of Psalms chapter 150, it says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty, in His mighty heaven. Praise Him for His mighty works. Praise Him unequaled greatness, for His unequal greatness. Praise Him with a blast of ram's horn. Praise Him with a lyre and a harp. Praise Him with a tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with a clash of cymbals. And praise Him with loud clanging cymbals. Why would I say all that? Because all that is what we did tonight. That's the reason that we have instruments whenever we... We're talking about love expressed when week two of that talking a little bit about worship and the reason that we do all that is is one because we talked about it last week that it's biblical and two it ushers in the presence of God I don't really know why God set it up like that for us to have instruments and that's one of the ways that we praise him and worship him but it's one of the main ways that we're able to enter in to God's God's presence what else does the presence of God bring God's presence brings perspective. God's presence brings perspective. In Psalms 97 verse 5, it says, At the presence of the Lord, mountains melt like wax. What does that mean to me? It means that, that in the presence of God, it brings perspective. It brings His perspective of whatever's going on in my life, I know that He is in control. He's in charge because I ultimately know that He has ultimate authority and in His presence, I get and gain the perspective of God. So what's the purpose of worship? The purpose of worship is to experience God's presence. Number two, to experience breakthrough. To experience breakthrough. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, it says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. The other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations and all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. 
there's so much in, in this scripture, and I really enjoy reading this scripture, but you have Paul and Silas who have been imprisoned for what they believe. And now they are, they are chained in this jail, in this prison, really in one of the darkest moments of their life. And I don't know about you, but, but for me, whenever I'm in some, facing some of the hardest moments in my life, really the last thing that I want to do is worship. The, the, one of the last things my, my flesh wants to do is sing praises to God. So Paul and Silas are in this prison. They're chained up. They're in one of the darkest moments of their life. And they begin singing praises to God. You know, I notice in my own personal life that whenever I'm experiencing some of the hardest times, if I just take a moment to begin to worship God, things begin to fall off my life. The purpose of worship is for you to experience breakthrough. We experience great breakthrough in worship. The first thing that you experience is that the chains in your own life begin to fall off. And secondly, just like in this passage, whenever you begin to get set set free through worship, the people around you begin to get set free because worship is contagious. Worship, a heart of worship is contagious. You can have a a group of, of people and have just the deadest atmosphere. I've been in those settings before where there's there's a bunch of people, but there's no worship going up. And I've been in settings where there's very few people, but it's one of the greatest experiences of worship. I remember us being on the mission field and being in just a really, really small church, seemingly in the middle of nowhere in Central America, and and the power uh, went off. And there was there was no power at all. There was you know no sound system. There wasn't all that many people in there. Maybe twenty, thirty people. And uh, and I remember uh, somebody got up and just got an acoustic guitar and just began to sing. And it was one of the. And it was just everybody. There, there's people that were speaking in Spanish. There are people that were speaking in English. And everybody just began to sing Hallelujah and began to lift up worship before God. And it was one of a, a moment where I experienced God's presence in the, one of the strongest ways I've ever experienced. And it wasn't because it was a stadium packed with people, but it was a, a, a room packed with people that were hungry for God. And it began to get contagious that people began to just continue to lift up a praise to God. And there was no motive. There was no agenda. There was nothing behind it. It was just pure worship before God. Why, why even take the time to, to talk about worship? Why take the time to, to set a few weeks aside to, to talk to, to us about worship? Because hopefully my goal is, is that you begin to gain the purpose and the perspective of true worship. And whenever you come here, you come with a heart of worship with really nothing to gain except, Jesus, I just want to experience you. And whenever you come before God with a heart of worship, then you will begin to experience breakthrough in your own personal life. I was just, just, just in this moment, we were having worship, and I was just beginning to sing praises to God. I really wasn't even thinking about preaching or anything like that. God began to speak to me about things that I've been asking Him about. 
begin to give me some, some dreams and some visions that I've been asking him about. And that's, that's, that's what God does. In a moment, whenever you're just, God, I'm just here, just seeking after you, he'll begin to speak things to you, things that you weren't even necessarily looking for or asking for. What's the purpose of worship? Number one, to experience God's presence. Number two, to experience breakthrough. And number three, to experience thankfulness. To experience thankfulness. Now, we all are familiar with thankfulness. We all hear about it around November, end of November. We hear Thanksgiving, and that's when we normally think of you know, being thankful and whatnot. You know, today, I actually, I had just kind of an experience of, of this. I wasn't planning on putting in this in the message, but just kind of what I experienced today, I went ahead and put it in. I got something caught in, in my eye uh, this afternoon, and just for a brief second, I, I, I couldn't see very well out of my left eye. It wasn't, you know, it, I mean, it was just like two seconds. I couldn't see out of it, and it, it, I was able to get the debris out, and then I was fine. And just for a small second, you know, you have that panic. I don't know if you ever got something in your eye like, oh gosh, I hope I'm not blind. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And and for that second, I was able to get it out of my eye. Maybe maybe I'm just you know the only one that that thinks something insane like that. But I but just I was like, oh man, I can't see. And and it was just kind of funny because I, I began to think after I got this stuff out of my eye and th- thought that I was uh, going to be blind. Um, I began to actually thank God for my eyesight. You ever have something like that where you're just something simple? I think about it makes me you think about what you really have. I'm like, man, God, I, I never really thank you for being able to see or, or be able to walk or we just kind of take those things for granted. But whenever we worship God, he begins to show us all the things that we have to be thankful for. There's something so small and, and really honestly kind of stupid, but yet God began to show him, show me all the things that I, I really worry about that I don't really need to worry about. And whenever you get into the presence of God, one of the things that it does is it makes you thankful for what you have. I'm not just talking about what you have, like as far as a car or a house or family, those are all great things, but what you have in your relationship with Christ. In Psalms 100 verse 4 in the Amplified, it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and, be, and, and thank offering into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say to him, bless and affectionately praise his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness and truth endure to all generations. When you begin to grasp and understand exactly what Jesus did for us on the cross, you begin to get thankful for what you're saved from. So many of us kind of forget about our salvation because we forget what we've been saved from. And God sent His Son to die for us. We know this. His Son Jesus on the cross so that you and I could not only have everlasting life, but Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you abundantly. Or or in other words, to the fullest. And so many of us talking about benefits we just kind of live on surface level and we forget 
that as we enter into a relationship with Jesus, that we have so much to be thankful for. So whenever I worship, I experience thankfulness. So what's the purpose of worship? Number one, to experience God's presence. Number two, to experience breakthrough. Number three, to experience thankfulness. And finally, number four, this is the ultimate purpose of worship. I want you to understand this and receive this, is to experience Jesus. That's what worship is all about, to experience the presence of Jesus. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, it says, For where two or three gather as my followers, there I am among them. So any, all we need is two or three people. And, and really, Jesus talks about seeking Him in your, in your secret place. Jesus is interested in even an audience of one. He's just interested in a heart that is hungry for Him. And whenever we have a heart that's hungry for Him, that's willing to pour out our praise and worship to Him, that's when we begin to experience the presence of God. It begins to open up great things. You know, I think of that story whenever Jesus invited Peter to walk out on the water, you know, and, and he and Peter began walking on water with Jesus. They, they first thought that Jesus was a ghost. You're familiar with the story. And, and Jesus was walking. Peter walks out with Jesus and, and they're walking and, and he's getting closer and he begins to look on the, at the waves and the wind. There's a terrible storm. He began to sink. And then all of a sudden, Jesus rescues Peter, gets him back in the boat, and then Jesus gets in the boat with all of the disciples. And in Matthew chapter 14, verse 33, it says, Then the disciples worshipped Him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. Now, this passage of Scripture is really, really interesting to me. I want you to catch this. It's interesting to me because this wasn't the first miracle that Jesus had performed. And in fact, he had performed a whole lot of miracles that the disciples had witnessed and seen up until this point. And so it wasn't, in my opinion, even the greatest miracle that he had done. I mean, people had had that were lame begin to walk and all kinds of incredible things had happened at this point. And so it causes us to ask the question of why this? Why was why was this the moment that the disciples begin to worship Jesus because they saw a whole lot of other um, miracles happen. They saw him do a whole lot of other things, but yet this caused them to worship him. Because in the moment that we are in the greatest trials and tribulations and the storms of life are going through and we experience the presence of Jesus for us, it causes us to worship Him. So the disciples had seen miracles take place for everyone else, but they had yet to see a miracle take place for them. Because ultimately, they thought in the custom of, Ju- of the Jewish people at this time, when they, someone would see a ghost, or, or they called it a ghost on, at a storm, that meant that their boat was going to sink. It was an old wise tale that people said that if you were at sea and you're in a storm and you saw a ghost, that that meant that your ship was going to sink. So that's what they thought was going to happen in their lives. So many of us, we have a moment where 
maybe a trial comes along, something comes in the place, and we think that this is going to be the moment that takes us out. And yet Jesus, then we begin to get together and we invite the presence of God and he begins to get in our boat, so to speak, and we experience a miracle. And what does it cause us to do? Worship him. When we experience the presence of Jesus, just like the disciples experience the presence of Jesus, it makes us our natural reaction is to worship him, is to worship him. Let's let's stand together. As we close, I just want to close with one one more thought. We talked about the purpose of worship. But what's the key to experience the purpose of worship? We're going to wrap up with the scripture that we started in Jeremiah 29. We'll go to verse 11, which that's where most people preach. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for wholeness and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, most of the time we just stop at that point right there. This great passage of scripture to declare. But then verse 12, it says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. That's great. Now, verse 13, it says you will seek me and find me. That's awesome. Then I want to key in on this part right here. When you seek me with all your heart. So the Lord's saying to us that he has a plan for us. We know that we've all had somebody pray that scripture over us. We've all had somebody preach that scripture to us that, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for he knows the plans that he has for us. They're plans that are good, not for disaster. So God's got a plan for our life that is that is great. Then the chapter and then verse 12 is incredible too. He says in those days saying that when you cry out before me when you pray to me I will hear your prayers. That's awesome. That's all God focused. But then he gives us a challenge. He says when you seek me with all your heart. So All this, the purpose of worship, really hinges upon this point. Seeking God with all your heart. God's not interested in a portion of our hearts. He's interested in all of our hearts. And we know that just as much as we know that anyone can experience the presence of God Yet for some reason, we hold a portion of our heart for ourselves. You know, if you whenever you get to the age where you begin to invest money, uh, one of the things that uh, a financial advisor will tell you is that no matter how great the stock is, it's not good to put it all in one. It's good to diversify. You put it in a bunch of different uh, bunch of different places and. You want to have what's called a balanced portfolio. And so many of us take that same approach with God. That we have an incredible balanced portfolio of our heart. We put a little bit here, put a little bit there, a little bit there, a little little in school, a little in a relationship, a little bit for God, you know, a little bit, a little bit there. And, and God's not interested in you having a balanced heart portfolio. 
He's interested in you having all of your heart in Him because He's the only one that cannot fail. The reason that a financial advisor will tell you to have a balanced portfolio is because no matter how strong a business or a company may be, there is always a chance of that business going bankrupt. And if that business goes bankrupt, you can lose everything. But with Jesus, there is no chance. Everything that we put our heart in, there's a chance of it going bankrupt. But whenever we put all of our heart into the ultimate investment, Jesus There is no chance. It is a guarantee that He will finish what He started in our lives. And so, my challenge to you tonight, I'm not going to call you up, not going to have you raise your hand. I am going to have everybody just close your eyes across this place to create a private moment between you and God. And if I was in your seat tonight... And I had an opportunity to respond to this moment. I would. And in fact, I am. And I encourage you that if your desire is to seek God with all of your heart, that you would transfer all of your heart funds, so to speak, into one account, and that account being Jesus. I just want to challenge you to do that tonight. Let's, let's just pray together right now. Lord, we come before you. And Lord, we desire to put everything we have in you. And Lord, we make a commitment. You gave us an incredible promise that you have a good plan for our life. Not for evil, not for disaster. It's a good plan. And that whenever we pray, you hear our prayers, God. And whenever we worship, we experience your presence. But tonight, we do our part and we say that we are seeking you with all of our hearts. With everything that's within us, we say, God, we are following you. We are committing ourselves to you tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for every single person that's hearing my voice tonight. I pray, Father, that you would move in their lives, God that you would touch them, Lord. And Lord, that as they seek you with everything that they have, that they're not holding anything back from you, but trusting you with all things, God. I thank you that you are faithful to hold up your end of the bargain. Lord, that you will meet us right where we are. Lord, we just make a fresh commitment to you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram.